0: Welcome to Diving Into Crypto, Diving Into Crypto, a weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3 brought to you by AdLunum. Ladies and gentlemen, since the room is already filling up, we don't have to wait for our customary Room Filling, I know that you are super, super excited to be here because we, we are talking to a person who's done something absolutely spectacular. Needless to say, you've heard of the Superwoman Dow. If you haven't already, then you're going to hear a lot more about it coming up on the show. So for everybody in the room, before we begin, I'd like to have a few announcements. The first one being, of course, uh, views expressed on this program belong to that of the speaker and uh, meant for educational purposes only. Please do not take any of this as financial advice. Uh, Second, in case we do get cut off, ladies and gentlemen, please note that we will rush back to the same place, the same room as soon as possible. In case one of this, either myself or our guest today is unable to be heard, they will briefly drop off and log back in because, hey, that's how the only way at this point we know effectively fixes glitches when it comes to Twitter spaces, right? Finally, at the end of this program, we will open the room for questions that you may have for the speaker. So please don't be shy. Send, you can either tweet in your questions that you want to have shared either directly to the speaker or to AdLunum Inc. and we will make sure that we ask those questions for you or give you the chance to ask them yourself. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, this is JP from AdLunum Inc. bringing you everything about Web3. Speaking about Web3, today is a momentous day in the history of cryptocurrencies and more. Um, We all know why that is. It's the day that the mergers happen. So let's give ETH a lovely round of applause. Let's check those reaction buttons, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, I can see some of the hearts going. That's brilliant. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's welcome the founder the founder of the Superwoman DAO and Moonshot Consulting. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Aditi Chopra. Aditi, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for that energy and a wonderful introduction, JP.
0: Fantastic. I'm so We were so glad to have you on, that you agreed to come on the show and to to host you today. Uh, you know, there, there's so many questions that I'm certain a lot of us have inside the room. And the moment that we said, OK, Aditi is the person when we were connected to to speak about uh, Superwoman Dao and all the initiatives that you're doing. Uh, you know, let's start at the beginning before I get ahead of myself, Aditi. Um, tell us, tell us, tell us a little about your background and what got you to the space that you are today.
1: Got it, got it. So um, I haven't, so I was trading, uh, not trading really, but investing in crypto uh, for a year or two now. But uh, mm-hmm. I was very much in the Web2 industry leading product and growth for a couple of fintech startups, uh, latest being FanPay. And mm-hmm. uh, after serendipitously uh, getting into EF, which is a co-founder accelerator in VC firm. Last year, I started working on a couple of ideas in the Uh, space of uh, Web3 community, you know, at the intersection of Web3 community and women and then a little bit outside of it as well in the health space. And from there, that venture really didn't pick up, but learned a lot. And uh, all this while I was consulting a lot of startups on community building. So sometime around September, what started happening is that we started getting a lot of requests from Web3 startups and companies uh, for community consulting, marketing, strategy, all of that. Uh, It made Mm -hmm. sense because these companies were generally more open to experiment, you know, uh, do different types of initiatives and campaigns because they're not just looking at paid ads and performance Mm -hmm. marketing. Um, The pay was good. The work was all remote. So I thought, okay, let's let's try this. And once mm-hmm. I got into it full time, um, our firm started up picking projects. I realized, okay, these these are interesting things, and I started looking at various structures, you know, in the mm-hmm. Web three itself, metaverse. Uh, what, what do NFTs really mean? What kind of utilities do we have right now? Can we see later? And then DAO as a concept really emerged, which started making a lot of sense because I'd been operating in the community sense, uh, community mm-hmm. uh, space for a while. So that's how I got in through my firm. Uh, the, the reason was very practical, very tangible, people reaching out to us and it just made right. sense as a better work opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. But now I'm full time into it. And this year in May, we started Superwoman. Superwoman. Uh, Again that was not never never really planned but it just happened and I think we all saw the need and interest so yeah
0: okay wow that, that seems to be an exciting journey right uh, starting from the point at which you know you, you realize hey there's a demand for it you know and then you you dove right into it right <laughs> um, but here's, here's the thing I, I really want I'm curious about that moment right that point when the switch flipped And you knew that Web3 was the space to be. What was that for you?
1: Yeah, so um, like I mentioned, right, I came from the community side of things. What was starting to happen that um, even when we were building community, looking at marketing campaigns, there was Mm -hmm. always this thing that, you know, you have people in your community, you're doing a lot of things, but you're not really able to incentivize them for small daily actions right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the first time I started thinking of, hey, it would be nice, because we were b- working on a couple of burn-in on engine coils but you know, virtual coins uh, in any yeah. app like you know you you would know uh, how you have those reward points and stuff so the idea was mm. can we have some sort of real money incentives uh you know built into this that hey people are buying into that community and they right. are acting on these smaller actions and they can be rewarded so that's right. what uh, was missing in the various community formats that existed then and that's what DAOs as a model could solve now they of course came with their own set of uh interesting <laughs> problems and all of that which we're all i think collectively a lot of people are building into that but that was mm-hmm. my thing where i realized okay this could be something where the interest remains the same uh, the action by the volunteers remains the same we can but better incentivize and better and create better accountability in these structures so mm-hmm. that's where uh, from the community the dow move happened and um, Overall, you know, sort of a Web3 switch really came into picture. The fundamentals Mm -hmm. were always there. I mean, I do believe in, you know, um, for me, it's always a question of, hey, are we looking at decentralization or are we looking at more personalization? Right. Because the first conundrum that people will generally mention when they're talking of, you know, why Web3 is, hey, because, you know, banks are charging me to keep my old money. Uh, But Mm -hmm. the whole point of decentralization is, do we just want to know and not reveal our, uh, you know, our information? And do we want to be in control of our own money? But do we also need to know the information about others in the ecosystem, our peers? So Mm -hmm. that that was a question between, and it's still a question which I am working on trying to understand, but it's a major Mm -hmm. curiosity and interest point for me, like, you know, between personalization and decentralization. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's where I knew, okay, this is a space which is going to, Keep my curiosity fed.
0: Right, right. It, this, this is, of course. I mean, you know, it's it's fantastic when when you go through that process of discovery in a in such a niche and a um a young industry like like Web three is. Uh, and you know that 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 discovery is always. Uh, it, it, these are moments of joy, right? That that you, you your brain feels happy about. You suddenly realize that there's a sense of purpose attached to it, and and, and all that good stuff, right? For want of a better word so i'm I'm glad that you 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 were able to to discover that and and look what you've turned it into right so uh um, so the thing, you know, you. <laughs> so 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 to expand to expand a bit on this um yes. why do you why do you think i mean you've worked with communities before you you mm-hmm. you started pulling DAO, right but mm-hmm. there is a claim that's made that you know a, a DAO, it works better than a community um mm-hmm. and I'm curious to understand and I'm certain everybody else in the audience is as well why why that claim why the DAO as opposed to you know a, a, just a community
1: got it got it so um there are several reasons right everyone can come in from their own problem and see is a dow early solving them for that so mm-hmm. one thing is historically if you look at it community building has been looked at something hey it's a great customer support way right because we cannot right. have people on uh solving everyone's question let's have Uh, you know, members of the community, let's have those forums. That's how the big tech companies, Google and Apple, have uh, built their community. It was like customer support and learning and understanding and, you know, FAQs and stuff. But what Mm -hmm. started happening is that people are not really actively participating because one, there's no incentive structure in communities. Also, if you look, uh, yes, it's not like, hey, I'm a part of a community and um, you can create sort of an incentive structure where I do something and then, you know, you reward me for it. But the whole point is there, all of these things were done a lot more manually. So one thing Mm -hmm. that the DAO structure sort of improves, or at least in the theory, because Mm we yet to see a lot of practical examples of it, is with smart contracts, you can actually Mm -hmm. automate a lot of these things, right? Because in a a community, several actions Mm -hmm. are repetitive, right? Right. Uh, Members doing something. So I could be doing the same thing that you were doing. Somebody else could be doing it for someone else, right? So when you have Mm -hmm. smart contracts in place, you can actually automate it, in a real good way. Second is tokenizing and gating it, right? Um, that's always been a question. Hey, how do you gate your community and how do you justify it to the members? That why mm. was that person let in but not me, right? right. So when you can create more tangible and uh, uh, gating models basis of hey okay this is I mean reputation still hasn't really picked up that much once, one mm-hmm. we, once we have it right we can actually gate communities and in, in these DAOs in a way that hey this is your profile like and this is what we're looking at this, this is how you can become a part of this community sometimes it's also you know if you're looking at very exclusive you also would want to look at hey who who's holding that NFT right who's really buying into those tokens and putting the skin in the game So again, all of these models, first of all, in the, you know, the the community knowledge was going on, and somebody Mm -hmm. really needed to revise it, you know, with the whole Tao theory and concept that really gets revised. So that's the second thing. Third thing is, it's like, I just personally feel people were waiting for a breather, but nobody was really bringing it out. And then Tao's just happened. And then there was a lot of hype and excitement around it. And then people we're actually ready to look at it from a very different way, right? That yes, Mm -hmm. governance by people can really happen. It's not Mm -hmm. like it wasn't happening. There are foundations across the world. There are self-help, you know, cooperative societies where basically members who are doing the business are owners of the business. They all exist. But these business models never really picked up. But when you brought it in, in, in a way where, okay, crypto is involved, which is, uh, which is sort of a timing where everyone's excited about it. And people mm. do believe that, hey, now we do have a few examples where, you, you know, you have Uniswap, you have MakerDAO, you have BitDAO, where actually right. a lot of people are coming in together for decision-making, which, again, mm. was something that wasn't happening in communities. Uh, at some point, most of the communities had become, broad- like, you know, a means of broadcasting, that there are admins, there are people, and they're just sharing information. But that peer-to-peer exchange, that constant engagement and involvement of people in uh, Mm decision-making would generally be there initially, but then would die down. But now with these DAO models where, you know, your contribution in a DAO is really dependent on how much you weigh in on proposals, how active Mm -hmm. you are, uh, there are lock-in periods involved, there's a profile creation, your reputation building happening for you and dependent on this. There's also a lot of very tangible and quick rewards to win, um, you were also becoming, you know, part of exclusive communities and stuff. So I think that looked more like a reality and gave people to, you know, uh, dream bigger. Like people have now dreamt of Praxis Society and stuff, which is basically a city DAO model where the entire city is a DAO Mm -hmm. and it's actually being built. So I think uh, it's it's a mix of better incentivizing, putting the technology in place, revising and, you know, giving a refresher to the theory of people coming together that we have and decision making, of course.
0: Certainly, I mean, you know, Aditi, it's it's clear to see that you are creating a, a democracy uh, of, of sorts already with 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 what you're doing, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how 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 much of it you can call it a democracy because democracy is equal rights to mm-hmm. everyone, right? Uh, but when you talk of a DAO, and and I say this from the experience of learning about it and really building it right i mean if you'd asked me three months ago i'd be like "Yeah, yes we want all of those amazing linear structures everyone should have equal voting rights but mm. then now that we're building you know a, a part of superman as an investment tower we came across mm. this very interesting problem where we're like hey okay we've got all of these members who can vote into this but now this is a very specific proposal and we want experts people who really understand the space to vote onto this right. deal uh, and right. then we were like, okay, now now everyone who holds a token may or may not be an expert, but can vote into this, which will actually yes. also result into a little bit of skewness, um, you know, mm. because you have people who are not experts in those things now coming in and weighing on something. So, mm. I mean, as a democracy, I think um, it's more like votes are sort of um, not fungible, really, that would be the wrong word to say, but it's more like everyone, like, you know, from A billionaire to a person common person votes have equal rights but here in daos the voting and governance differs a little bit because we see a my types of proposals come in sometimes where you actually have to figure you know like the weightage of votes by someone and then the proposals going to the right people as well so i mean if all parameters are set equal then yes it's more of a democratic format but otherwise it's it's a little different
0: well, well, of course, I mean, even, even in a democracy, you know, you're going to have to choose, choose people that you are going to follow. And it doesn't mean that just because of, just by virtue of voting, right, you would also look to, to leaders that, that may not have titles that you, you would follow, uh, you know, influencers, people, of course, you, whose decision you trust. And in this case, as you're, as you're mentioning, uh, you know, it would, it would be to some degree the experts, right, uh, who, who are weighing in. Um, have, have I have I been able to ca- uh, encapsulate that properly?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, hundred percent. I think uh, those th- those thoughts um, are always there, and I mean, it's it's also a little bit early for you know for us to also know how this will th- how this thing will all pan out because right mm-hmm. now we have a lot of things in theory, a lot of things in um, you know mental models and stuff, and then to mm-hmm. see how it really happens in action. Uh, That would be there. Like, I mean, right now I'm at that stage where my belief is, hey, DAOs are a great way to own things, right? Because um, owning is a certain action and then taking decisions on that uh, as a community and as a group makes a lot of sense. But are they a great way to operate? Um, Mm -hmm. That's something that I'm learning while I'm building Supplement DAO.
0: So. And I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you've said that because you know it, it is. It is that learning, that insight that you're in a, a unique position not to forget, as compared to maybe uh, you know people who are so so far far into the system, right? Uh, that becomes an, an extremely important point uh, when it comes to sharing because that insight is is fresh. It's new. You're you're looking at the latest trend without having to to consider what has been the situation from before. So um, yeah, I, I, on that on that thought, though, Aditi, um, you know, while we are all for for empowerment, I'm certain that there is challenges that you're facing with with this particular model, right? And and you've shared okay some of the way that the system works, but tell us also about some of the ways that you know the the challenges that you you're facing at this point.
1: So uh, when you're building, you know, a DAO which is which is not based on a use case but on sort of a gender trait. One Mm -hmm. important thing is, hey, we've got women, you know, from crypto of all types. They all have different types of requirements. Someone wants to get hired. Someone wants to raise. Someone wants to, you know, find collaborators and mentors. Um, Someone just wants to be a part of a community so that they can discover events and activities and hackathons and stuff. Right. But Mm -hmm. as a DAO, at one point, you have to take that call that what is that offering? What is that ask that we are going to cater to? So, uh, you know, that that's that's one thing that how do you really solve for it? Like, do you create all of these sub verticals inside the DAO to solve for this? Or do you focus on one thing? Right. Because now that we've uh, now that we're going uh, global, right. Initially, we were based out of India and Southeast Asia, uh, mm-hmm. basically. But now we're like, OK, now this is this. The thing is that we've been really propagating and promoting the idea that it's so global and why aren't we doing it? So when we're Mm -hmm. looking at that, uh, that's one of the challenges to figure out, hey, what's the right offering that we can look at and give and work on? Because when you're building a DAO, there are multiple things happening, right? You have to continuously grow your community of, you know, members in the DAO. You have to figure out the structure. Hey, are we going to go with uh, Discord our Discord community with sort of a governance bot, or are we going to look at creating an account on a third party and then setting up our proposals there, uh, which, by the way, is the process that we've been doing so far. Or are we going to look at, you know, creating something uh, native on a particular chain? So all of those questions. The third type is, hey, how does the legality of this work out? Because uh, we're yeah. building it out of India. Uh, we're considering yeah. Dubai. We're considering Wyoming. And, and, and mm-hmm. just figuring out that in itself mm-hmm. is something... Uh, which oh, there's very less knowledge available there are very few people who really understand this and those right. who do um, mm-hmm. as a DAO which is very nascent and step, you have to figure out okay how do the finances to pay them really work out because right now we have treasury sponsors right but right. Uh, we don't have like a sustainable long-term source of money coming in um, mm-hmm. the other challenge is fundraising right because you have to first so my belief personally is that I, I don't want to be doing a token launch on day one, right? Because I have seen enough DAOs do that without even having an engaged community, without even having those believers, those contributors, people who will continuously take execution and grow the DAO. And then yeah. no action really happens. And then the token dies and the DAO and its credibility dies a slow death. So unless right. you've done that, how do you really raise? Uh, I mean, there are fewer, very fewer entities uh, which can help you with grants, which can help you with mentorship, uh but yeah there's still less of them so i think that's a challenge for us right now because i would still say we are one of the early movers in this space at at least in the geography that we're operating in um so so that's there the the thing like a particular to the dao is the engagement right because so far like the the biggest thesis of being a dao is like that hey it's collective decision making but what if after a point you see people not engaging on the proposals which we're also mm-hmm. starting to see in, in a little, you know, a little capacity. We do sometimes our proposals and sort of discussions on BOTAP. Uh, Sometimes it's just basic chat and polls that we do it through. So like I said, yep. right now we are building on that technology, but otherwise also. Uh, the mm-hmm. other day I was talking to people from MetaCartel Biddao for our own research. And uh, what we realized that uh, this is a challenge that even, you know, DAOs at that stage are facing where they're like, hey, now we've got a lot of people buy into our tokens. Uh, but they're mm-hmm. not engaging on proposals. So basically, it makes it that, hey, now their understanding is that, hey, I've bought into your token, I've basically invested into your DAO. Now y'all act as the fund managers for me and give me the return. But then again, it, it is like yeah. what another centralized model where you're relying on a couple of people. So mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest challenges. How do you uh, get people to engage and act <laughs> in the governance of a DAO uh, continuously? Initially, you will always see that hype and excitement. But, you know, mm-hmm. those continuous models uh, are are a bit of a challenge. So this is from the DAO side, a couple of things. But even when you're building a women DAO, right, um, the, the idea, first of all, the question that we ask is, hey, do you even need a separate women community? Why do you need it? Second is, do you even need a DAO? Like, whatever you're doing can be done in a community. So, you know, first of all, figuring out the right answers for those things. Uh, what, what we realized that, I mean, I'm of the belief that, hey, yeah, I mean, everyone can grow together everyone is growing together and web3 is the most inclusive space so far that we've had in the tech but what we exactly. realize that women being sort of minor by the virtue of mm-hmm. less numbers they have mm-hmm. sort of their own inhibitions and the Correct. fact that they have lesser friends in high places which which is true because when you're doing a business web, whatever space that may be web2 mm-hmm. web3 crypto particularly businesses mm-hmm. and products I mean, you know, your partners are going to be people, your users are going to be people. So uh, there's this disadvantage, fair disadvantage that women have where uh, unfair, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, fair disadvantage would be the right term, uh, where women have is that um, they don't have enough people, right? Because they're minority, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, enough friends at high uh, places or, you know, people in community who can guide them when they want to start, when they're trying to transition, switch to this space. So I think that was one of the challenges that still is there, Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. getting people to believe that we're not here to solve a gender parity problem, we're just Mm -hmm. here to help a group of women who have the intent to get into Mm -hmm. Web3 and do better, and then bring down their inhibitions by connecting them to other similar people. So, you know, so on on the women's side, it's more of a messaging problem, a branding issue that we're trying to work on. Uh, Mm -hmm. because we we don't want to ever fall into that area hey, that we're trying to solve for the gender parity problem because it's not. I mean, the problem cascades into Web3 from the bigger tech ecosystem. In the bigger Mm -hmm. tech ecosystem, it cascades from that, hey, there are fewer women who are in the workspace itself. And then it cascades from education. So to what extent do you really look at this? So yeah, that's there. Mm
0: Okay, this, this does pose, of course, an, an, an interesting, um, you know, um, I, I wouldn't call it a dilemma, but it, it certainly is an, an interesting uh, challenge to find a solution to, right? I mean, at, at one point, you're talking about a group that's, uh, that is statistically a minority. Uh, especially in the workplace, but at and yet at the same time, there is there is the movement of empowerment, right? Uh, and, and in some ways, it it does become it does become unfamiliar to them because uh, you know it's not something that that has generally the the environment that they've been a part of before. Uh, so so yes, this this does pose to be an interesting problem. But um, you know, do you, do you do you do you see that in in exactly the same way, or do you, do you see that you know maybe uh, in different forms?
1: So uh, can you repeat the question again? Uh, mm-hmm. The last part, I think I missed a little bit of it.
0: Right. So, so you know, so in terms of, in terms of the, the unfamiliarity with an environment where, where you have this uh, a empowerment, the connectivity, you know, everybody's a stranger in this joint space. Is, is that something that you're seeing or are you seeing, for example, you know, now that the group is, is coming together, there are, there are some that have suddenly realized or found a purpose and, you know, they've, they've really blossomed in this particular area.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, that's what keeping us uh, going, honestly, right? You know, it's not like uh, the DAO does require a lot of work. um, And it's not like it's it's, uh, the contributors are all making uh, money at this point. But what's keeping us going is the kind of impact that we are able to see you know on a daily basis there there were women who have known who had been struggling you know who, in, who used to invest in crypto but they wanted to mm-hmm. move to the web3 space as employees but the switch wasn't very easy for them because they were not able to discuss discover the right people and everything but when they joined the community they started attending these events they found their own mentors uh mm-hmm. you know a couple of them actually so the first event that we did which was just me trying to just host some women over uh, to to find, mm-hmm. you know, female friends, girlfriends in the Web3 space. Uh, right. On that very day, two founders actually got commitments for funding. One got funding commitment. Yeah. She is building mm-hmm. uh, an off-ramping solution. And one mm-hmm. actually got a grant commitment uh, on the first yeah. day itself, right? Because I think um, where they came from, they had very strong stories. And then there mm-hmm. were other women VCs who really wanted to hear them. And these were verbal commitments, but obviously those things went ahead. And now I can positively say that those positive outcomes came. Uh, The second thing is, uh, what I've generally seen, a lot of people don't have like very big problem statements, but a lot of small questions where you're trying to learn about a completely new, different space, right? Someday it's going to be, hey, what are ZK rollups? Someday it's going to be like, hey, what's sharding? Someday it's going to be like, hey, what's, you know, merge. Someday some people want to understand about different chains and protocols, right? That I am a Web2 developer. Why should I study Mm -hmm. Cosmos ecosystem or why should I study Cardano ecosystem or anything like that? So I think when you have that community where you're actually mm-hmm. able to ask these questions and continuously ask them and get them answered, uh, it's right. a very very important factor in you making that switch, getting that confidence and actually mm-hmm. blossoming. Right? We have seen women who, uh, you know, uh, who found who got information about various hackathons and events from the community, went ahead and participated. They actually mm-hmm. won. They started their own projects. So this whole journey we have seen for. Uh, actually more than a couple of women in the last four months. And having right. that community where which they can just turn up to whenever they have the slightest of questions, right? Because mm-hmm. now this community is based on this idea that hey, you don't have to feel those inhibitions that you generally feel in a, you know, in, in a group of people where you're the minority. Because here all of you are women, all of you come with similar, not same but similar sort of work experiences. So that's the kind of impact that we've seen that a lot of women have become more vocal. Uh, they've actually mm-hmm. Uh, can like you know transform their curiosity into questions which they've asked in the community and acted on them a lot of learning a lot of partnerships a lot of people have discovered you know what they're Mm -hmm. calling in web 3 could be because this is a made massive space and Mm -hmm. to have those mentors who can you know sort of a little bit of handhold you and guide you that hey this is this is where you come from this is what your thesis is this is probably the ecosystem protocol L1 chain that you first explore Mm
0: -hmm. so yeah that's that's oh, seeing. Well, well, that's that's brilliant because that that you know really really um, more than more than anything. I mean, more than finding the information, you're able to create that connection, handhold, and you know make that uh, you know create that opportunity for those that would want to to find it, but were maybe too too afraid to or didn't know how. Uh, and you know, so so um yeah, so so hats off to you you and Superwoman down that stuff
1: Thank you so much, JP. It, it's a, I would say it's a very interesting experiment, experiment for all of us contributors here because we are like, mm-hmm. hey, 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 what is there to lose, really? Right? You know, if it could be a hit or a miss, but if it's yeah. a hit, it will be a very big hit because we'll be solving. Uh, a major problem for a lot of women like us and all of us do like have faced some have faced like in a milder way in a very lesser insanity i would say i come with that privilege some have faced Mm -hmm. it in a much bigger ways uh and Mm -hmm. it's like hey if even if it's a miss we've all got our jobs everyone's doing something and it's more like a side project hustle at least at this point uh that we all have and we are enjoying it and the best part that's coming out of is uh, in, mm-hmm. in Web3, how they say, right, that you, you don't just learn first and do later. It's, there's no sequence right. to it. Things run parallelly. Mm-hmm. You learn, yeah. you do, you learn, you do. And I think yeah. um, I'm learning so much because of this, because I'm doing this, right? There are times when I'm like, hey, okay, we. Mm-hmm. This, someone's asked this question in the community. Now, no, now, uh, someone has to answer. If nobody's answered, I'm going to have to be the one. Uh, then, you know, for other contributors, the thing is, I mean, hey, we've got to post some content today to engage, mm-hmm. but then we have mm-hmm. to read, we have to learn, we have to interview people to be able to put out credible things. So I think of because of those action steps, we are actually studying, learning, collaborating as well apart from our own objectives
0: well you know it's it's interesting that you you, you mentioned it that way because I, i'm seeing that you you've been able to create something in a very short span of time that is that is successful and you know uh as as they said with great success comes great competition <laughs> so so as you're seeing as you're seeing this you know e- evolve into something that's that's stronger um you know do you see more DAOs? I mean, they don't necessarily have to have to compete, but do you see more DAOs of similar natures springing up in different locations, either uh, across, you know, across the ecosystem? I'm not even I'm not going to limit it to just one one geography or a planet, but uh, uh, one geography or a place, but but certainly across the. Are you are you noticing that coming up as a movement?
1: Hundred percent. I mean, um, you know, I would say instead of actual daos daos really coming up a lot Mm -hmm. of would-be daos you know sort of communities who will probably have like i mean i I would still say that hey are we are we a dao maybe not are we a community maybe not we are also somewhere in between right most companies uh, are you know in the web 2.5 space so i think a lot of communities who plan to become a dao someday are really coming up you know they're coming up with a mission and the vision of being a dao and then they're figuring out their own way to get there because not necessarily right. every community has to, uh, you know, absorb 100% of all features of a DAO, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you, you could be a, progr- like, you, you know how they say progressive decentralization. I mean, the merge just happened today. We, yeah, I yeah. have still this belief that, hey, we did go from sort of a more decentralized model to a little bit more centralized one. But then, of course, it has its own perks and things will tell us how they pan out. So I think uh, a lot of such structures are coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. similar structures with similar objectives are really coming up but i don't see that as a competition right because um right now mm-hmm. like i mentioned superwomen is not really a money-making entity it's not right. really w- something where we're going and wanting to raise where a competition or where you know me- p- other people moving faster can really impact us and the third right. most important thing is um like i was saying about the offerings initially right what we realized mm-hmm. was that okay maybe uh, you know we keep doing the community building activity Uh, we don't become creators of education or pathways and stuff because there are people who've done like a much better job than us we become Mm -hmm. the curators you know and that's our strategy for onboarding more women into it but when we say of our actual offering and uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you within three months we reach there, because right now there's a lot of research and customer development happening, is to become mm-hmm. an investment DAO, right? Where we have a stellar community of women who are, of course, mm-hmm. learning, finding mentorship and everything, but scouting and evaluating an early project is one of the functions of those DAO members. So mm-hmm. with that offering, what we realize is that if it works out, um, we right. will we will not be competing with these other communities of mm-hmm. women you know, across Whatever geographies they pop up in, we will actually be collaborating and working with them because they will be coming early in the funnel where they're trying to, you know, um, where they're educating women, where they're finding their mentors, uh, where they're giving them projects, bounties, ways to earn, all of those things. Right. We will be coming where some of these women choose to become founders, choose to build something. And then they're looking at that zero to one company building expertise and uh, those investments in terms of grants and funding. So um, definitely this is coming up. And even, in, in, even you know, why I personally think that Supoman was able to grow at the speed that it was able to grow is not entirely yeah. 100% because of our efforts. It's because it was a latent need, which I think a lot of women were realizing, but they weren't able to find those solutions. So when they saw a solution, they were like, hey, I'm going to grab this with both <laughs> my hands. So, so that's what's happening. It's happening in all geographies and and yeah. i'm loving this i mean i would tell you that the kind the type of partnership pipeline that we've created for the rest of the year for us it's crazy we're sort mm-hmm. of going very ambitious with it also looking at sort of a women only conference and hackathon but we're right. like why not again the whole thing boils down to what's there to lose nothing really <laughs> so
0: <laughs> well well more power to you on, on that aditi and more power to superwoman Tao, that's for sure right um, i I know i'm 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 gonna be I, I really am gonna ask for uh, for a pass to to this conference in in some way or form, but if it's if it's women only then you know um I'll still ask for a pass
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we can figure out a way <laughs> to get you in in some session or the other.
0: <laughs> so um so super okay so here's the here's the, the the next part right since you mentioned since you mentioned that of course geographies do come into the picture and you know you, you do have a, a an ambitious uh, expansion plan uh, to empower more people across more spaces right um at this point what are some of the more challenging environments that you've tried to get superwoman dao started in uh and and what was what was it unique that space or those spaces uh, that you, you can share with us today?
1: Sure. So I'll pick it up like, you know, as a listicle. So first is when we look at geographies and environments, right? Uh, when we started, um, it was just me. It, so a lot of women from Bangalore in India, right? Because mm-hmm. we didn't have any such community existing. And you know, like, you know, the, the Web3 in the crypto space, it's, it's thriving in India and especially in Bangalore. Like people are going Web3 bonkers here. So, yeah. Um, so geography wasn't really a thing. We were able to find like a lot of women. We we were getting a lot more women wanting to join the DAO than the even the because it was just basically me and another member from my own firm, um, other intern who was helping me out with it at that point. So that wasn't a challenge. Uh, but then uh, we we I mean a lot of members of the DAO traveled. They found other members in Dubai and Singapore and all of those. So you know Southeast Asia and a little bit of MENA. What we started realizing that first right. of all, we need to create those very global and standard code of conducts because it's a very silly problem. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you in the community, a lot of women, because primarily initial mm-hmm. couple of members, a lot of members actually were Indian. They would just randomly talk in Hindi sometime. And that's when we realized, hey, I right. mean, yes, nobody really talks about peer to peer communication in Dao's at this point. Uh, but right. that was a that was a big challenge for, because of which I got multiple requests from people a couple of people left even uh, the community that hey you know the conversations just spring out of a common medium of instruction and that's there so that, right. was, that was something which vernacularity which was something which we would have never realized even so that was there. Uh, the second thing was um, you know looking at education because particularly mm-hmm. right now at this point education in Web3 is very very technical I mean, of course, I do Mm -hmm. keep getting a lot of requests in terms of, hey, is there a community playbook for Web3? Is there a marketing playbook for Web3? But on a broad macro level, it still do a lot with education and tech. So that's when we were trying to figure out, we were like, okay, how does this work? Because a lot of similar DAOs that we would seen, they acted as a community wing for a bigger protocol or an L1, right? You would see Super Team DAO, which works with Mm -hmm. Solana and only with Solana in India. Uh, they seeing a lot of success mm-hmm. because they can actually, they, they can work on those set of rules because uh, they're deriving those from Solana. There are a couple of other DAOs who are working with, you know, individual protocols. We were not doing that. We were protocol independent, basically. So then mm-hmm. trying to figure out education and partnerships in such an independent environment where you're working with different people for every other initiative. Uh, that was a little mm-hmm. bit challenging and also something which we were like, hey, is this even sustainable for that matter? So that was another thing. Uh, I think apart from that, honestly, so far, uh, it's just, I personally, have felt that, and legality. I mean, you know, when you come at looking at the Dow structure, legal structuring, and then uh, the financial Mm -hmm. structuring, treasury management, and all of those things. But I would still say that's not an environmental challenge as such. It's more of a regulation and knowledge uh, challenge, which we're trying to solve, I think, like everybody Mm -hmm. else. Apart from that, I would generally mm-hmm. say that this this space has been a lot more warmer. We haven't seen a lot of kickbacks from people itself. We've seen a lot of questions coming mm-hmm. in, but not from people. Uh, we haven't faced any legal or geographical or demographical or, you know, even mission, vision or offering based challenges as such. Because most of the time when, right. we, we, when we put this out, uh, people are interested, men and women, women directly to join, men to propagate it and join in as allies. So that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mean... That's such a good problem to have that we don't have enough problems to solve at this point oh my god i'm sounding too optimistic <laughs> for myself at this point
0: <laughs> oh no optimism is certainly the way forward it gives you hope where there's hope there's light thus said zero absolutely <laughs> true okay so um th- this is interesting i mean yes vernaculars is uh you know vernacular cultural references uh these are certainly some things that that you know are one of the grassroots issues when it comes to developing uh, communities, uh, you know, DAOs in this case, uh, across various geographies, and yes, that that contextual reference is always going to be uh, is always going to be a primary point. So uh, I'm glad you you shared that with us because it, sometimes we we tend to forget that, and sometimes we just have no realization. For those of you that are budding DAO makers in the process. Uh, you know, those that are community builders in the room, uh, do remember that this is an absolute gem when it comes to building your community. And thank you Aditi for sharing that with us today.
1: Hey, um, JP, I'm so sorry. I think I missed a little bit. I don't know if that's my internet. Can you just repeat the last part?
0: Sure. Okay. So I, I was I was in letting the community know, and you know, for those of you that may have not heard it the first time, what I was saying was uh, it's The the gem that Aditi just shared, when it comes to vernacular that is speaking a regional, speaking in a regional language, uh, in a certain uh, geography, right? Uh, Getting them to understand certain cultural references that you might want to introduce into your communities. These are some of the um, key challenges that community builders face, that you know DAO builders will face, because. it's really about creating that connection and the quicker you can get to that the better so Aditi once again thank you for sharing that gem with us
1: yeah no absolutely a lot of localization you know when you're trying to move that to a globalization thing not just language Mm -hmm. there are going to be a lot of things you know what kind of uh, Web3 products are active, like, you know, uh, the kind of DeFi products that may be active and people are using it, you know, even exchanges, sexes and dexes for that matter, in yeah. India are going to be different from those that are being used in Dubai, are going to be different than those that are going to be used in, you know, the, the US <laughs> or the Europe. So just yeah. having that local understanding of I mean, that's what community is really about, right? Where are your people really hanging out? What are your people really doing? What are they not doing because they find it difficult? So I think mm-hmm. those fundamentals, they, they are the same, exactly the same for one to solve in a DAO as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, speaking of, you know, these, these, these avenues, these, these areas, right? Um, I'm curious to understand, uh, you obviously look for people who can lead in a particular space, what are what are some of the qualities that you would look for for champions to develop in these new geographies and new localities or new groups that you might want to form what are some of the qualities you look for in you know in leaders in that space i'm just curious to learn
1: got it i mean see honestly my belief is that um, leadership really comes from a place of empathy and execution right Uh, empathy in a way that are you really really able to connect? Because you're a community builder, right? To be able to solve that problem, um, mm-hmm. you really have to understand what the problem is in the first place. And are you... So, like Because you don't want to solve the problem that you think is a problem. Um, right, right. You know, those kind of things. So now when, when we look at that, between... <clears throat> and I've like I said, I've led teams, you know, uh, product and growth teams before as well. So there mm-hmm. also I was hiring. So one thing, which I think is more <clears throat> pertinent in Web3 yeah. is how open are they to changes and experiments and you know things changing very quickly because first of all the space is moving very very quickly right Uh, Mm -hmm. today i mean yet till yesterday we were working on a very different model today the consensus model is very different right so them do they have the tenacity to really experiment realize that okay this didn't work out quickly move right because Mm -hmm. the speed is of essence uh, a speed of execution speed of understanding and speed of moving on right? Not just sticking to it that, okay, we experimented, we tried, we did sort of an AB, maybe we did a multivariate testing as well. But if it didn't work, didn't work. We look at something else, right? Because uh, when you're building in this space, things are going to change. And we are all at that stage where it's more execution, it's more experiments in terms of execution than, you know, laying like Mm -hmm. very, very long uh, rails as such. So that's one thing that if you want to be a leader, you have to be open to quick changes and experiments. Second thing is uh, what I've generally seen, and this is this is very very personal, not generalizing here, is uh, a lot of y'all would have also observed, uh, you know, young people doing really well in this space and coming out because I think a lot of unlearning is not being done mm-hmm. by established people, right? Uh, there are a lot of senior folks that I've personally met and uh, met, uh, you know, from from Web Two, and I would love to have them as the part of the DAO. but I mm-hmm. think somewhere or the other their uh, thoughts don't align and. Instead of really questioning, I think a little bit of, you know, bottling it up is happening where they're not really asking this, hey, why this, that, but they're actually coming up with conclusions uh, on that, that, hey, this won't work. So I think when you're really trying to be a leader, even if you've been very established in Web2, I think you will have to open up in Web3 because it's a completely new crowd. I have seen, and this is so funny, I've seen some uh, senior uh, VCs and founders were like, hey, we cannot go to these, you know, events and stuff because... Uh, college crowd students and stuff like that and i'm like where else you're not gonna meet them in your in your actual you know uh environment in your habitat you will have to come out of your comfort zone so i think that's another thing uh looking at a leader third thing uh which which i generally think is a little bit of multitasking is really important right because like we all know where three is not just about like you know a, a product anymore like build it and they'll come It's about, Mm -hmm. hey, you have to have a community, then you have to Mm -hmm. have a product because you cannot just sustain a community on a storytelling basis for very long, right? You sold them an idea, you got them Mm -hmm. to believe into something, now you offer them and give them something. Now you've given them something, get them to believe, get them to act, get them to give your feedback on it. So I think Mm -hmm. that thing where if you're trying to be a leader in the Web3 space, being able to actually create a little bit of that personal brand, you know, positively Mm -hmm. and healthily chill yourself, Uh, Mm -hmm. be able to story like you know tell uh, tell out a story actually also delve a little bit into no code um, is really important because i think uh, a lot of structures were very well established in web2 but right now we are at also the initial point in you know the technology architecture so quickly and when i say like like i said you know speed of experiments actually comes from being able to quickly use no code products so yeah those are some of the things that i would say uh, would be important for anyone to be a leader. And then there's overall fundamental, right? That mm. coming into this space, you don't have to be maxis. Uh, you right. also don't have to be pessimists. But you have mm. to come in with an open mind that what are the possibilities? Because nobody ro- really knows right now. You cannot be that person who just yeah. constantly goes out and you know lives lives in with a tunnel vision that, hey, this is what it is. Yeah. Because that's not the case. One day and things will just change. So, yeah. A very yeah. open sort of a thinking thought process.
0: I, I like that. I think yeah, you're you know you you've, you've really unearthed a particular point, especially where it comes to where it comes to this aspect of leadership, right? You have to be open to experimentation. Uh, you know what used to be is not what's going to be, uh, and you you have to be able to have that open mind to be able to pivot very quickly in this particular point in time and, and certainly experiment and learn, experiment and learn. And I don't know if I said it before, but experiment and learn. That's that's certainly something that's a huge takeaway when, when it comes to this. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: You're welcome, Aditi. I and uh, you know, so I, I guess I guess the, the next burning question that that pops into my mind is that you have a superwoman Tao, you know, you you have an Avengers. Are we are we gonna see a movie soon or tie up of sorts? <laughs>
1: oh 100% and it's gonna be bigger than the Amazon you know <laughs> I mean I already have character arcs and plots in mind you know the kind of problems uh, we are gonna solve and because I mean the, the beauty about these superhero movies is that there's no limit to imagination and I think right now Web3 is also somewhat delving in the same space so yeah just watch out for that it is, it is gonna be there and in... VFX uh, really but yeah <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, well I'm, I'm certain of course you, you're, you're going to have something because you, you've shared with us you know that that people had asked about about a vision what's your what's your vision for Superwoman Dao uh, you know where, where do you where do you see it in in your in the entire scheme of things I'm not going to ask you five years from now whatever but at at whichever point you know how, where do you see it where do you see it going
1: I would love it if I were someone who could look you know five years <laughs> down the line but I've never been that person and I think, uh, like right. I said, it's a DAO really, right? So my vision in in the terms of contribution that I want to do to the DAO is there. But collective DAO mm-hmm. vision is still something which will evolve as, you know, um, the, the right council is set up, which we're in the process of doing. And then we see the kind of member activity that where we really want to reach. That's an aspiration right now. But if I tell you overall, mm-hmm. right, you know, what we're building towards, and it's it's something which which is sort of a moonshot here. Uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I've been reading into some of the stats. So in 2020, right. uh, all the unicorns that got funded and uni- uh, the startups that became unicorns, 8% of women, 8% of the founders or co-founders were women. In 2021, right. that number rose, uh, that number rose to over 15%. And by some estimates, mm-hmm. and actually most of the very credible estimates, uh, it said that that number mm-hmm. will reach, uh, you know, 40% by 2030. So now when you think of it mm-hmm. is that 40% global founders are going to be women. And and we mm-hmm. all know that, you know, a founder's journey is lonely, but a woman founder's journey is lonely and more. So we want to be at that yeah. point that when a woman thinks that, mm-hmm. hey, OK, and this is across sectors and geographies. Of course, the focus right now is Web3. But if you're able to reach mm-hmm. a point, then we would want to operate as a Web3 entity, which is a DAO, but fund You know, women are building stuff and interesting things in different sectors. It could be AI, it could be agri-tech, it could be anything. They could be based out of anywhere. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of, you know, a crypto entity, really. So the vision is that whenever Mm -hmm. a woman thinks of really building something, um, she thinks of Mm -hmm. this community that, hey, yes, I know of this one woman founder community, which helps you with the zero to one expertise, which helps you with the mentorship, which also helps you with that emotional support that you need as a woman founder, Mm -hmm. right? Um, to, to, mm-hmm. to, to be there, like, you know, how you're building and then create that very cozy nest. How a lot of people early yeah. founders that you would look at, you know, think of Y Combinator that, hey, okay, we're finding something, we have to be a part of yeah. Y Combinator. A lot of Web3 crypto startups think of A16Z or Paradigm Capital that, you know, we want to raise yeah. from those folks. But we just don't want to mm-hmm. be the funding entity. We want to be that community. Mm-hmm. When a woman thinks of building, she thinks of us that, hey, I have to be a part of this. Uh, And the second thing Mm -hmm. is if we are able to work out the investment down objective really well and put together, um, you know, the right partnership pipelines and maybe even a fund, uh, we would also want to be that first entity that women founders think of when they're looking to uh, raise. And if we can figure out a discounted Mm -hmm. allocation model, I mean, um, I wouldn't say I'm any finance wizard, but the idea is Mm -hmm. hey, can we work with all of these VC partners and, you know, uh, people with funds. Uh, who really want to discover these early women projects, but are not able to. So we become that community Mm -hmm. and can we figure out a discounted allocation model um, for for these Mm -hmm. projects to really blitz scale the growth of women founders and women led projects. So that's the vision. And yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, uh I'm I'm certainly seeing you guys already realizing that vision in in what you've shared over this last power hour on the show. Uh so yeah, i I, I feel pretty confident that this is something that's gonna move. And I, I know to all of you in the room who are going to support Superwoman DAO, give us a reaction right now. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna lead the way and I'm gonna start with that. Yeah. There, right there. Okay. Okay, I know more of you are, are feeling shy, but hey, uh, speak more about uh, speak more to Superwomen DAO. You'll get to learn more about what they're doing. You know, you expand it to your network. This is certainly a movement that should that should eat the world just like crypto does, right? Um, Aditi, that being said, I, I got to ask you, what's your personal philosophy that you would like to share with the the listeners, the audience today? Sure. So, um, so
1: I'm the kind of person who who's been very risk-averse, right? And then operating in the V3 space, there are a lot of mini shocks that I keep getting every day. Um, so one thing is, you know, work on those little fusion challenges where, hey, how can I really mitigate my risk-averseness uh, but mm-hmm. n- not have to become, you know, too ballsy or too gutsy for my own appetite? Yeah. So one thing right. that I ensured was that before making this leap of faith where I'm building something which, you know, I don't know for how longer, it may not really pay because they're contributors and all involved, right? So I always mm-hmm. wanted to have this one automated business, uh, which okay. is now my firm. I never really planned on it, but when it started and when we saw, when we saw how it's growing, we realized that, okay, this can be automated. There can be processes right. and playbooks that we can create. So mm-hmm. my philosophy is that once you take that out of your mind, right, your mind mm-hmm. can really be very flexible and relaxed to actually work on a lot of bigger projects right Uh, why sometimes we see a lot of students being able to work on you know interesting projects and stuff is because at the back of their mind they're not really uh, thinking about hey how I'm gonna feed myself and you know how my my wealth is really gonna grow or the creation is gonna happen because Mm -hmm. they have it sorted out they're in college right now nobody's expecting them to do that so having that clarity of mind uh, I think is, is one philosophy which I have really relied on and worked throughout that you know my firm exists and I do spend a couple of hours every day on making sure that we are doing right by all the projects that we have we are actually mm-hmm. creating the kind of impact that we promise and then mm-hmm. that gives me a lot of leeway to really work on interesting things so you know that's how I believe in mitigating the uh, risk-averse nature instead of you know just bothering yourself stressing yourself and then you know constantly thinking of hey I'll take this leap hey I'll take this leap all sort of things
0: So yeah <laughs> Understood understood. and I, I think that's a that's a very very sound and uh, a sound model to to follow is you know um, millionaires do this all the time. They never just stick to either a one income stream or have just one interest, right? Uh, there's always a variety, there's always a diversity that that keeps you that that people need to understand is is a great way for you to build a foundation so that you have the freedom to to explore, to experiment. Uh, and of course it's something we can all empathize with. So Aditi, thank you for for sharing all these thoughts with us on diving into crypto. Um, you know it's been a complete learning experience, uh, and you know it's it's exciting to see your the vision of Superwomen DAO unfold. You know in in even in its present form. So more power to you, more power to Superwomen DAO, and all women in the room and all the men in the room as well. You know, uh, let's give give them a like, look them up, follow. Uh, you know, you know what, what it is that they're doing and spread the word. This is certainly a movement that that should be propagated, something that's empowering, right? And, uh, yeah, so let's let's do that. Okay. Uh, That being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm certain that some of you have questions that you would like to ask our speaker. It's very simple. All you do is hit the button, say raise your hand, or hit the mic and request to speak, and we will give you that opportunity. If you can't do that or you feel that you would like to send in a question, either via DM to add Lunam INC. Please feel free. Go ahead or tweet that in to add Lunam INC or Superwoman Dow.
1: Yes, feel free, guys. I mean, we're all learning here.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I see that Dushar has has raised his hand. So um, if I would request our host, if he can give just a second. Maybe I can do that. Let me just see if I can do that. Uh, requested, And there we go. Ooh, okay, Tushar, I'm approving your request to speak. You you know, as soon as the mic comes on, you can go ahead and ask your question. Yes, you are, sir. I'm so proud of you. Can't say anything more than that. Uh, but, you know, I just had this one small question. Like, uh, when you were building a superwoman Tao what were the major problems which you faced and you know like what are the current problems which you're facing right now and you're like yeah i want solution of this problem as soon as possible like i am interested in that.
1: honestly uh Tisha, thank you so much for the kind words first of all second thing is there's not one problem there's not even two they're multiple right there's like an ocean dock of problems mm-hmm. that i have arranged in the order of urgency and everything uh one problem uh, that we are are definitely trying to figure out is hey, how do we really and where do we really host the community, right? Because our community is spread across Telegram, WhatsApp channels and Discord. And mm-hmm. and figuring out we want to keep them and we have local chapters, right? Because there's a lot of hyper-local things happening in Web3 space, right? We we'll have chapters for mm-hmm. Dubai. There's an event happening right now in Dubai as we speak, our launch event. Um, and uh, then there's a chapter in India. There's one chapter in Singapore. So figuring out, hey, how do you really manage it on a global level and on a hyper local level both right Mm -hmm. so uh, having the right roadmap for community engagement for DAO engagement and for member value adding for those Mm -hmm. things is something which is at the top of my mind right now Um, that's what we've been also discussing uh, a few of us that hey uh, you know, w- what it really means, what kind of value would be offered in these chapters, what kind of value is offered in the overall community. Um, in, in two months' time, when we really look at launching tokens and stuff, what's those exclusive other things that we're going to uh, give our members? Uh, how are we going to create that token economy, really, like, you know, inside the DAO itself? So mm-hmm. so that's one pertinent question. And there are lots of small questions that come as a part of this. Uh, yeah. Apart from that, honestly, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of things... Uh, which would at first be a problem are, are not really the case for me because like I said, uh, bread and butter is sorted out with the firm. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got some treasury sponsors to work on things, to look at events. The ecosystem itself is very, very supportive. If I today go out and read someone that, hey, I'm stuck at this point, can you please yeah. give me 30 minutes of your time? Uh, and people would do that happily. So I think um, the, the the ecosystemic challenges are very, very less. Now it's mm-hmm. more of the builder challenge that we have to figure right. out. And that's an interesting space to be in.
0: Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, thank you for that, Aditi. I've got time for just one more question. Doomsday's Doomsday uh, has uh, raised his hand. So Doomsday, I'm approving your request to speak. The moment the mic comes on, go ahead. In the meantime, I've got one question that's also come in. Uh, Aditi, uh, the, the question is, just a second. Let me see if I got Doomsday up there. Hang on. Right? Okay. Doomsday, if you can unmute yourself, go ahead and ask your question. um, Sure. And and then I'll take the last one before we close the show. Go ahead. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. First off, uh, I want to say what a pleasure it's been listening to you, how uh, well educated you are in the space and the presence that you bring. I love women in the space. I think you guys get a bad name. I love what you're doing. My name is Doomsday, for a reason, because a Superman. I follow <laughs> Superman things as well. Uh, do, Doomsday, uh, uh, we're trying to do a DAO. I think you're phenomenal. I'd love to get a DM from you, have a chat off the space. Uh, love to work with women in the space. Love what you're doing. That's a side for me. Thanks, guys. Thank Other
1: you, Doomsday and Superman. Superman for those kind words and definitely going to hit you up and we will have a chatter. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay. Uh, we are, we are at the FAG end, but I'm going to throw in one more question, one more question in, um, which has come from uh, the IDAM and says, what's what do you think about the future of women in the industry? I know you've answered that broadly, but your personal thought very briefly Aditi, before we, we close the show.
1: I really think the future of women in the industry is going to be when we don't ask that question anymore. And the question really becomes, hey, what's the future of people really in this industry? Are we going to be overtaken by, I don't know, cryptographic bots or something? So that's where where, (laughs) the the question really doesn't exist. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I mean, tangibly speaking... um, See, the one thing is that, you know, a lot of problems which existed for women in terms of, hey, because, you know, uh, are getting solved by Web3 because of its remote yes. culture, because of its very global nature, because of the tremendous amount of new opportunities that are available, right? Also, the fact that I've always believed community marketing growth, those are the kind of skills which you can pick up faster than technical right. skills. If you are someone who, who is a tad bit intro, uh, extrovert and ambivert one who generally like, has people skills and is ready to put in the hard work, right? So I think a lot of women um, where uh, they were not really able to look at education, like prolonged education, probably even after school or something like that or after college or took career breaks and stuff. It gives Mm -hmm. a lot of easy entries. It gives lots of, you know, um, like um, warm entries to women to make a comeback, to look at all of these interesting things and also look at very interesting problems work in a global remote environment Um, I don't know I don't want to speak of anonymity as at this point because Mm -hmm. I have very mixed reviews on the whole pseudo anonymous culture in the web 3 right now but uh, some women did pointed it out that you know being able to work anonymously is also something that we look forward to and um, that's very interesting Uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah it's something that I was told I personally have no thoughts on it So that's where women will go and then women will, I mean, they're already, those who are contributing, they're all contributing in equal capacities. It's Mm -hmm. just that the quality is already there. We will see more of quantity in terms of Mm -hmm. women into the space.
0: Certainly. All right. Aditi, thank you so much for sharing these gems and insight. I hope you've had as much fun on the show as I have.
1: 100%.
0: (laughs) You have (laughs) been a
1: very warm and fantastic host. And so is Ad Lunum and I wish been in putting all of this together.
0: Thank you. It's been a pleasure hosting you. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Diving Into Crypto. Uh, we'll be here again at the same time next week with... Uh, you know, with more insights for you, more speakers, more people, movers, shakers, candlestick makers from the Web3 space. uh, And, 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 and please, when you can tune into our show, our sister show, which is The Future of NFT is hosted by a co-founder, Nathia Bester, which is on Tuesdays at exactly the same time. So ladies and gentlemen, wish you a wonderful, wonderful day. Celebrate this moment in history with the merge. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by AdLunum, the first engaged-to-earn platform with a proof-of-attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles.